video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, your weekly dose of all things gaming from your favourite trio of Scottish gamers, myself, Jess, Craig, hello Craig. Hello. And Andy, hello Andy. Whenever. As ever, we will unpack and react to the latest gaming news, share the games we have been playing, discuss new games due out, and for the penultimate time, discuss the latest Last of Us episode. Spoiler warnings will be given, fear not. Alongside this podcast, we publish written reviews and content over at puredeadgaming.com, so go check that out. A new review of Like a Dragon, Ishin by Callum has just gone live, so go check that out and make sure you give us a follow on your podcast platform of choice. And with that said, welcome. Hello, how are we? What are we going to do when The Last of Us finishes? Well, that is an issue. Anyone's got any ideas, do We're give us a shout. back to shite films? I don't think we can endure that anymore, can we? Yes. I've got a shape me. I mean, the new Mario movie's coming out in April, which will be substantially better than yes. Mario movies that we have already watched. This feels like a setup. <laughs> it's just a sting operation. <laughs> there is nothing better. Yes, Craig was a massive fan, in case you were not aware of the original. I'm pretty sure Craig fived it. We did bad. not. We did not. What you've got in a great review. What you've got to remember is there was a extended cut version of it released online. That's right, the VHS. That we haven't watched yet. If they ever yet. make the Pedro Pascal one, then surely, oh, surely that would supersede that one also. Maybe. You've got a lot of faith in Pedro these days. I do love him. He's brilliant. Yeah, well, we'll get on to him later, don't we? Of course. <laughs> we'll swoon over him later. Yes, yes, we will. So, what's been happening this week? Um, spilled mm. water once again. Oh my spilled fucking water. god, Andy! You might have been here last night for this <laughs> atrociousness. This one, right? I don't. We've probably mentioned this in the podcast before. This is this is probably yeah. Pod, a, this is probably podcast lore. I'm a cereal spiller, right? I spill shit everywhere all the time. That doesn't mean she spill, sp- spills cereal, right? <laughs> she just spills shit all the fucking time. Right. Especially water. Now, the thing is... It's because I drink so much of it. I've always got a bottle of water somewhere. But right. you're spilling it and not drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the, So what happens, right? She buys lots of like, water bottles. Now, I'm against, obviously, anything to do with that, right? Mm, like, I don't spill my Pepsi, is all I'm saying. Out my, <laughs> out, 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 out my can. <laughs> but, so she buys water bottles. Now, water bottles are designed to keep the water in. Yeah? Can all agree on that? I think we can agree yeah. on that. Yeah. Somehow... Against all logic, she's never had a water bottle that's lasted more than about two weeks without just randomly fucking leaking all over the place. That's not. That's not true. I would. They develop I, cracks and stuff. Honestly, like you, probably about once a month. Probably about once a month, she'll put her hand in her bag and go, "Oh, for, oh no, it's fucking wet." Oh, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you look at the bottle and you're like, well, it shouldn't be. <laughs> That's because you've dropped it too many things, probably. No, it, Tro- maybe I just don't. I have to fill it, replenish it so much that I maybe just haven't screwed it tight enough with mm. my muscles, you know? Mm. So the, la- the latest <laughs> offender was, would you like to say, Jess? Well, I don't even know how it happened. I just went up to the bedroom to get changed and I sat on the edge of my bed to do so and got a very wet bottom. I, the whole bottle had spilled all over my pillow and like I'm just realising that like, this just might be you covering up that you pissed the bed no, <laughs> it's not a couchy situation no. right. no. <laughs> I did not um, so yeah mattress absolutely ringing mm. and I was like I mean this was at like 5 o'clock at night and I'm like I need to go to bed you know and if you, it was so it was properly fucking like it was like a full bottle of water and it wasn't like a, a small amount yeah, yeah, yeah. like our mattress isn't a flip overy one mm-hmm. like it's got like layers that are meant yeah. to go in an order whatever there's so, a mattress topper on top of one yeah, side yeah, kind of yeah. so I was like well here's the plan let's like take it off the bed and set it up against the radiator that's the only thing I could think to do to try and dry it so here's us hyphen the mattress <laughs> placing it against the radiator oh when you're so, ready to go to bed yeah, yeah. No, this was, it was seven we had some time. Night, to we had some time. Had, then, to, had to use right. energy, you know, waste some money fucking banging the heat on. Right. And mm-hmm. then you had the the covers for the bed. Yeah, they were soaked too. They were soaked too, so they're downstairs. It was a situation, but it was resolved. It's fine. It's only water. You know what I mean? If it had been Pepsi, it'd be a different story. But because I drank water, exactly. fine. But it wouldn't have been Pepsi because I'm more careful. <laughs> I don't wa- covets his Pepsi. Ah, you don't waste. You don't waste it. Pepsi just no, because no. you don't care about third world countries that don't have enough water, and you just fucking spunk it all all over the place. It's not the situation. Seems like the situation, Andy, doesn't it? it does kind of. Let's fucking pile on Jess for once. No. Look, I'm a really serious character, right? And I'm a really high up character, and. The community. I've just, yeah, I've just had a cat. I've just, I've just had a cat named after me. Have you actually? Yeah, I've had it confirmed. Before about ten minutes before we started recording, uh, Terry message saying, "Would you like to welcome the two newest members of the family to one of our group chats?" And it was two cats. He said, "One's called what was it, Luna? Luna, and the other one's called Craig Donnelly." And I was like, "That's fucking fantastic!" And I thought he was perhaps joking, but it's a Seinfeld reference, and he's not. And he intends to call it by its full name oh each time. <laughs> Suffice to say, his missus is less than impressed, but it is officially the cat's name. Wow. And so I would like to just put it out there if anyone else wants to get an animal and name it <laughs> after me. I'm okay with that. Right? Why stop at one animal? When you can have them all. Okay. And they could be called the second and the third if you want to get multiple and name them all after me. I don't think anyone's doing that. No, I don't think so either. What animal would you get and then name after me? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Just open myself up to shit. <laughs> yes, you have. A sloth. Anyway, right, Shagger. <laughs> Shagger. <laughs> Yes, you'd promised us a so you'd promised us a story or two this week. Oh, no, I, oh here he comes. Well, we <laughs> got a fucking heat off his face here, man. Fucking hell, come. We probably want to keep this PG, do we know? 
I mean, I always have to check the explicit button. Yeah, but there's there's a limit. I mean, Surely. we've got we've, we've got Jess's dad messaging us, and I'm swearing too much, so oh, fuck which yeah. is a, a a very <clears throat> a very fair comment, and I've been trying to reel, reel it in for that reason. Well, I went. I had two dates. I ended up with two dates, mm-hmm. right? And one of them was that I, I told you about the last one. Couldn't go because of the funeral thing. Yeah. So I ended up going on the date with her. Right. So the funeral was not an excuse. No. No, she ended, she did turn up right. eventually, okay. uh, and that went really well. That nice date. See her again tomorrow. She's not a mortician. So, she's not a mortician. She's a no. farmer. Right. No. She's like it's quite funny. She's like an old soul. She's twenty six, right? But she still goes in and gets like a statement stamped at the bank, and she's still <laughs> she's oh, like like old school. It's just still, the way she's been raised. Just like farming, like it's kind of di- it's a wee bit different, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, and she still uses like cash and all that kind of stuff, you know. What I mean, doesn't he really have like doesn't have a credit card or nothing? How fucking 2019? It's mm-hmm. it's I was pissing myself because it was like there was other stuff, but it was just like really old school. Just you know imagine I mean? you sitting over the table going, Is that money? What, what the <laughs> fuck is that you've got there? Is that a fiver? Um, to be fair, I got like a check sent to us like it was like a refund for something of like seven pounds and i've just still not been to put it in the bank because i just think it's so much effort well some banks will let you do it with a picture who are you with what bank i'm not going to declare that on oh, you right. <laughs> <laughs> well, some banks will let you do it in the app some won't i don't so think i don't think mine does that, have a look I don't know that. but then i had another this one wasn't as much a date as it was an encounter. Right. Is that um, what we're calling it? An encounter? Aye. <laughs> of the strange kind. That, that's the PG term for it. That's the PG. <laughs> I'll not get into too much detail. <laughs> fucking encounter. An encounter. And you know me. <laughs> right. I'm not one for encounters. No. You know I mean? I'm not really. <laughs> aye. So, aye. So, uh, I went up to, what's it called? The first time I've ever been in this place, Kirk and Tillock. Mm-hmm. I went to Kirk and Tillock from a hole. No for its encounters. Went all the way to Kirk and Tillock from a hole. There's a song in there somewhere. I know. Um, and didn't come back empty-handed. I did not come back. I basically ticked off everything in my sexual bucket list. Let's just say that. I did. Had a good, had a, had a good time. But I'll not go into detail. Nobody wants to know the fucking details. A lot of the members of this podcast, I'm sure, would. But you're quite right, Andy. You should keep those. I'll those. Keep it to you should keep those yeah. to yourself. Let's just say. I had fun. You've had a good week. I've had a fucking brilliant. It's <laughs> 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 fucking driving home. Did <laughs> <laughs> my work here is done? Bye bye, cook and talk. <laughs> I'll never see you again. A fucking two point three in the Richter scale. Oh, <laughs> was a good night. Good, good stuff. There you go. So, there'll, be fo- there'll be folk that, that listen to this podcast going door to door at Turk Kirk and Tillock now. Trying to get a ride. Did she make you toast in the morning? No, she never made me nothing in the morning. No. I did stay, actually. I did stay. And, uh, but I just uh, had a wee chat. It wasn't the awkward or nothing. It was actually a really good time, you know what I mean? But it was just a kind of that was it. Aye. You know what I mean? One and done kind of thing, which we both kind of knew about. But, and I've never done that before, Jess. Right? I'm not that kind of guy. Okay. Right? Craig will tell you. I've never been like that. You know what I mean? He's never done that with me. i never done <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gentleman. I like to think I'm a gentleman, but Ken, I'm like uh, taking this opportunity 
while I'm actually single for a while to just mm. have some fun, yeah. which I never had good. when I was younger. So good, good. Aye. I, I, I gather where you were going with the toast comment, Craig. Is I, that I was, I was teeing you up for. Yeah. It's an Xbox so, Series X toaster. Images Xbox have X. emerged on Twitter showing what appears to be an Xbox Series X toaster. It's S toaster. Sorry, S toaster. They do already have a fridge in existence. This is it's a third oh, party right, thing. Yeah. It's it? not officially licensed. Yeah. The I fridge mean, was cool as fuck, to be fair. Mm-hmm. They only made about five of them or something like that. Yeah, there's also like a... You know how they did the Oreos that were Xbox? I think mm-hmm. they've like there's like three Oreo xboxes there was like a competition that i'm sure i entered i don't think i won they made an audio xbox yeah does it just look like an xbox but it's got an audio logo on it no it's got like almost like base plates that look like audio like an audio Uh, from the side Mm. that's quite i've been quite into audios recently Mm. i got caramel and vanilla the other day was all right custard cream basically mm, it tastes a bit different though but and i also managed to get another pack of the raspberry and what were they raspberry and van- was it raspberry and vanilla don't know. can't remember they're fucking awesome though really yeah. good i don't you can beat these fucking things that you'll get me addicted to <laughs> they're good aren't they fucking by the way uh tesco Crunchy caramel, which is basically a fake Twix, a fake Twix, which is better than a Twix. Oh, it's way better than a Twix. It's amazing, and they're and cheap they're, as fuck. They're cheap. I, I went to go and get like because they don't do them in Asda. Obviously, it's Tesco. And I went to go and I, I was craving them the day, and I went in. And I'm like, oh, there's Twixes, but they're fucking like two pound sixty six for eight, and then that's like fucking. And I know it's good. Eighty nine. I know that's eighty nine p for like five, and I was like, oh fuck, it. I'm just driving to Tesco and I bought like fucking six. Boxes them, <laughs> six packets. They are, they're fucking excellent. Oh, so I don't know good. why, but they taste so much better than a normal Twix. Because the biscuit's softer. Nah, it's more crumbly. Yeah, something about it. It's just the texture of it. Nah, it's, it's good stuff. Awesome. Long-time listeners of this show may recall, on occasion, probably more during the summer episodes, that a ice cream van would interrupt our recordings quite <laughs> frequently. Right. That'll, that'll like sometimes I would edit it out, but sometimes. Mm-hmm. It was left in because we were rudely interrupted during a, a conversation. I was two steps away from chasing the guy down the street. Yeah, so the ice cream van has... Oh my God, I've got cramp. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. That's definitely staying in. Oh my God, that's really sore. Help your woman, Craig. What do you want me to do? I don't know. Take her foot and stretch it out. Oh my God. <laughs> Look him. Foxy, he was just looking at her as if she was an alien. He doesn't know how to comfort his woman, for fuck's sake. I don't know what to do. It's gone, it's gone, it's fine. Um, do you want an encounter? <laughs> <laughs> That's where it starts, a wee bit of footsie. <laughs> yeah, so I just interrupted myself about the ice cream story. Um, the So, the ice cream van has resurfaced recently. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a fucking ready. ice cream van. At the weekend, ready. at like one o'clock, we've established that it comes by. Right. And our daughter is very much aware of it because she hears the noise. They know what they're doing. It's not, you know, they're oh, not they, stupid. Oh, it's, uh, it's like um, however, this kids. ice cream van that comes literally stops for about 30 seconds. It stops like a wee bit down the road for 30 seconds. You've not even got time to go and get your purse to get out there to get to it before yeah. it's gone, right? Um, no one has ever, that I've seen, actually got to the van no, and purchased in. No. He stops, it's puts his wee noise on and then pegs it. Away. As if he doesn't want the custom. Yeah. As so, conv- I'm convinced it's not an ice cream van. So our daughter, six years old, hears the noise. 
and this is before we'd had lunch, I think. So I was like, I don't, you're not getting anything, Erin. You can't yeah. go out. And she was accepting of that fact, but she still went to the door and opened the front door and was standing looking. <laughs> and I can't verify this because I never saw anything. But she said that as he drove by, he put the finger and thumb up and gave her like the loser, loser. sign <laughs> as he drove by. She's like, the ice cream man just did this to me, mum. And I'm like, Surely not. No way. Surely not. He sees no a little way. child thinking, oh, I want an ice cream and just does loser. a loser sign at her. I was like... You want to give me business? <laughs> loser. <laughs> like, it's, it's 100% a drug van. I don't know. It's questionable. Mm. So, yeah. You think he wouldn't like, stop at all if it was a drug van? Because like, he's given... Because like, some people might be... You now know that he's fucking quick after the mark, so you might be like, yeah. well, let's just fucking hang about the street. And then we can dive in there. I'm considering doing it, and just, it's like just to get to, more info. You get to the, you get, he goes like, "Oh, you aren't served," and then all the sweets are like fucking like fake, Aye. like they're just like fake <laughs> sweets. And he's like, "Oh, you want a refresher? Oh, there's none left," and it's just like the Aye. box. And it's like... <laughs> I'm honestly considering being on the ball this Saturday and just beginning and going, "I want ninety nine. He's a ninety nine, <laughs> and then he'll be like, uh, uh, "The fridge is broken." What are you, oh, here, what are you sounds, here for then? Sounds like McDonald's. Right. Fucking fridge, this is broken. That's broken. Can never get a fucking milkshake or ice cream in there. Aye, them and KFC, they're fucking it, murder. It, How just, hard is it? It's because they're hard to clean. Nah, they can't be fucked in it. That definitely is the case with KFC. Yeah. See the crusher machine. It take they have to clean it overnight, yeah. and they always forget. Yeah. And so the next fucked. day they're like, "Oh, the machine's right, not so working." In other words, you wanted to go home, which is fair enough. No, it's not fair enough if I'm in the prowl. <laughs> Get his face a seriousness there. I want my funny. It's a crush him. Oh, fuck. Right. I, lo- I love a crush. Have you ever had a crush him? No. Aye. Well, you, you don't understand <laughs> how good a crush him can be. Okay. I'll take your word for on it. On an afternoon. I'll take your word for it. It's fucking amazing. You should try it. Eh... Uh, so we'd spoke, I think, I can't remember if we spoke about it last week, but obviously Resident Evil 4 is coming out soon. Yes. And they had said they were going to have a special demo. Oh, that's right. But they didn't give it a date. Now it's out, the actual game's out on the 24th, so they need to be pretty quick about getting a demo out. Mm. And uh, apparently overnight there was like a website appeared, an augmented reality thing where you were to like solve clues. And um, it was called Baby Eagle is Missing. And apparently, I can't even remember this. I played the game quite recently, but um, in Resident Evil 4, you know, it's the president's daughter that's been abducted. Mm-hmm. So she's her code name, and it's Baby Eagle, which I honestly couldn't even have told you despite playing it. Um, no, so go to remember that. I played it last year. Yeah, I right. just fucking in one well, year out the other. I know. But uh, aye, so a few people have like deciphered some of the clues, but no one really knows what it's about yet. The official Twitter's not mentioned a thing about it or anything like that, but. I'm thinking that it maybe is going to like reveal a demo date or something like that. Mm. So there's every chance by the time this podcast go out, goes out, either the demo's live or information about it's live. No but doubt. I'm certainly, not happens, gonna, I'm certainly not sitting cracking the, the code. I could, but... Could you? I could, right. right. Yeah. Aye, but you want to make it fair on everybody else. Aye, I want everybody else to have fun. I know. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> fucking brainy. Nobody likes here. a fucking note all, you know what I mean? <laughs> Again, nobody likes you. <laughs> I've got a fucking cat named after me, right? <laughs> One cat, but I mean, think, but, but next week, 
That could be two cats. You could have a litter. A hamster, a dog. I mean, I'm... I'll be up in the zoo in six where months. Do, where do they think they come up with the, the, the collective words for animals? Like, Because some of them are really weird, aren't they? Mm. Like a litter. Like litter is the stuff they shit in. And it, but it's also the collective name Aye, for, for cats. A cats. There's some... And like crows, a murder of crows. Yeah. Wait, what is that about? Who came <laughs> up with that? I was listening to a podcast recently that went through like about 10 or 12 different ones and they're all weird as they're fuck. Weird You're as right. Fuck. Really so weird. weird. Like, let's, on the Discord, let's get a wee discussion going about the different ones. But only if you know them offhand. Don't start just fucking Googling everything. Aye, but there is. Yeah. A murder of crows is a really bizarre That's weird one. As fuck. Aye, a it's murder ominous of crows. as fuck. What are we going to call these crows? Just crows? No. What the fuck? Yeah, there's a guy on I think TikTok and probably the rest of them um, called Stage Door Johnny, Stage underscore Door underscore Johnny, um, and he basically takes the mic out of the English language and talks about stu- stuff oh, exactly think, like that, and it's, he does that. it really well. It's really comical the way yes. that he, he edits Is the it videos. A beard? Uh-huh. Yes, I've seen yeah, that. It's really um, funny actually. But yeah, he just completely takes piss out of the English language. It's like, why did we call it this word this? It makes no yeah. sense. And when you really unpick it, you're like, yeah, that's true. It's silly. Nah, I know that's quite funny actually. I will check this man out. I do enjoy a bit of humour at times. Do you really? <laughs> I've been known to have a jolly. Do you enjoy playing games? Yes. Yeah, okay. So let's move ahead then to this week's biggest releases. March has entered with a bang with action RPG Will Long Fallen Dynasty. Later this month you can pick up sports games and I'm saying sports in inverted commas because it includes MLB The Show and WWE 2K23. Technically not a sports game in my sports opinion. Sports entertainment, I'll have you know. Well, and... Do, uh, do you want me to get Vince down here? No, I don't. Is he not in jail yet? He's not in jail yet, no. And he'd find you, right? <laughs> um, he loves it, Vince. Yeah. Also launching this month is, as Craig mentioned, Resident Evil 4, but in store this coming week, we have the Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition. That's coming to Xbox and PlayStation on March 7th. We've got Peaky Blinders coming to Quest 2 on March 9th. Also, Quest 2 has dropped in price. I meant to tweet that out. Is that a permanent drop or a yeah, sale? Yeah, no, it's a permanent drop. They only put it up about fucking three months ago. They've brought it back down. Inflation, eh? So, <laughs> that's coming out March 9th. We've also got Zombie Derby Pixel Survival. Pixel Survival. Uh, March 9th on Xbox, where you can smash your way through hordes of zombies and countless obstacles in a rip-roaring racing arcade. Uh, we also have Upside Upside Town DLC for Walkabout Mini Golf. That's coming March 9th. Paper, paper, how do I say this one? I think it's Papi Tura. Papi Tura. Okay. March 9th on Xbox and PlayStation. Um, it's, I mean, I'm gonna, it's got the word it's like paper because it's about love letters so yeah Papi Tudor Papi Tudor okay that Before Your Eyes is coming March 10th on PSVR 2 it's like a first person narrative adventure looks pretty cool yeah thoughts on any of them I've played you actually saw me playing that uh, zombie derby pixel survival oh that's what that was it was you slagged it off but then you quite enjoyed the music (laughs) and the what was it max your score whatever he was saying 
So it's an easy 1000G. It's only coming to Xbox. But uh, I, it's all right, actually. It's like a sort of on a 2D plane. You're just mowing down zombies, getting upgrades so you can get further. It's all right. Are your recent Xbox achievements going to be noted? What do you mean? Well, I recall a very desperate man on the oh, 28th of February. Aye, that was after last week's recording. Yes. Yeah, so... 2023, year of Xbox. It was an embarrassment, I'll tell you this, Andy. I'm, right. I'm, I mean, it was low. You know how you may, you won't even know that. I was going to say you know this, but you won't even know. But um, Xbox has a thing where, see, for achievements, they've got like a leaderboard for you and your friends. Right. And so I won on January, right? Of course you did. Aye, it's pretty good. I don't usually win, but I won in January. Um, and I was winning in February, but... I nearly get caught out. It's a short month, and I noticed on the twenty eighth in the morning. Mm-hmm. I, up until about the twenty seventh, I was like three thousand ahead. But Alex from the Cross Players, uh, he had snuck up, and he was only about three hundred behind me. And I was like, he's making a play. He's making a late play. I know he is. Uh, he's slip streaming behind you. And, he's I, about to whoosh, whoosh, and so you. after we recorded on Tuesday, uh, I went online, and he was two thousand ahead of me. He'd left it late. He was trying, and I was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> Fucking kick Jess off the Xbox. He was raging at me because it was twenty past eleven, and I'm bl- I was playing Hogwarts. And I was like, "Get off!" And that now. I get kicked off. <laughs> so you had to do this before twelve. Uh-huh. Oh, I the yeah, cutoff was twelve minutes. o'clock. It was a frantic forty minutes. <laughs> oh, of desperately trying to get, get achievements. Oh, I was pigging through as many. Oh, I won. I did it. What did you? What did you knock on to get the two thousand G? I got about 3,000. Uh, what did I play? Hold on, I'll just tell you. Um, oh, it was a mad dash. Right? The champ champ doesn't fuck about. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> I feel like it was a low moment in his life where he should really be ashamed of the desperate measures he went to. Jesus Christ. See, the thing is, it's actually nowhere near a low moment in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Not even fucking close. Um, well, I noticed that to get some of these Gs, Alex had played Bolotron. So, so you knocked that one. I whacked out 2,000 Almost on a that. slap in his face. <laughs> Hoisted by his own petard. Thank you for the suggestion, Alex. <laughs> I used his own fucking game against him. Uh, uh, yeah, I did. And then I went on and I got 2,000 G from Reactor X2. And that put me ahead. But the thing was, I was like, I'm ahead now. Jess is like refreshing. I'm like, but I don't know if he's still playing, so I need to keep going. And I was like, hammered it up, <laughs> up until midnight. And even oh at midnight, I nearly put a, at midnight, I nearly put a message in the Discord. And I was like, what if he's not fucking refreshed or something? So right. I left it. Yeah, I left it until you make a fool of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. Eh? That's the thing. I was worried I was going to make a dick of myself. Uh, of course. <laughs> so I waited until he admitted defeat the next morning. And I was like, oh, I know what's going on. But now... Oh, oh were, you, were you playing games last night? I didn't realise. And you're like, fucking sweating. I think when he's he... got the clothes off, he's inside his boxers, pushing his sweat. I didn't realise you were playing games last night. <laughs> when he messaged me in the morning, he was like... I, when he messaged me in the morning, he was like, I went to bed at 11 o'clock, think I'd done it or something. Ah, I was like, brilliant. no, no. Oh, no, no, this goes no, to the no. wire. <laughs> Every second counts. But the problem is, I'm I'm in a two a two month streak. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So March could it's get be hard to keep that going. March could get really fucking slippery. Yeah, right. well, here are some new Xbox Game Pass games that you can delve into should you wish, um, Craig, to, to up your, your achievement score. We've got Guilty Gear Strive coming March 7th, Dead Space 3 and Dead Space 2 both March 9th, and that's Brackets Cloud, I've written. Yeah, they're available like to download, but they're coming to cloud. Yeah. Valheim, which is a game preview coming March 14th, said... Ma- how do I say it? Meyer. Meyer's Civilization 6. 6, March 16th, and Nino Kuni 2. I literally <laughs> none of that right. Nino Kuni. put these on here and purpose, don't you, for her? <laughs> oh, Jink, I choose the Xbox Game I Pass deal. I do, actually. It's Nino Kuni. You didn't get. There's fucking three words there. Nino Kuni. Two of them are two letters, <laughs> and you get none of it right. Just say what you see. Why do you hate Japan? <laughs> That's racist. Skin edged to doubt. That is it. <laughs> so that the games come to Game Pass. Uh, I'm sure Valheim's supposed to be pretty good, and the Civilization games are awesome. Mm, I don't. If you like that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, no, I'm not gonna. Games. I'm not gonna fucking right. play it. No. <laughs> <laughs> not even for the achievements. I'm not a fucking nerd. I can get fucked. If you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking playing it. <laughs> Why would we fucking gaming podcast? <laughs> Why would we dare? I'm sure it's lovely. <laughs> For sake. <laughs> Uh, they don't. Those games do Somebody not. Somebody will tell us about it. <laughs> those games don't seem like you'd get enough quick G's. Right. You need stuff like fucking <laughs> zombie Darby. Okay. I'll try and find them. Don't for you be fucking. Don't you be thousand G in that, Alex? Don't be stealing my games. <laughs> um, and we also have just to spoil you a deal of the week. Deal of the week. What have we got this week, Craig? Well, I noticed that it's a game that it's out on everything and it's probably, it goes on sale a lot, but I noticed this week it's down to £1.19 on Xbox and it's Deadlight Director's Cut and it's a fucking awesome 2D action survival game. It's really fucking cool. Um, Check out a trailer if you haven't seen or played the game before. It's also on PlayStation. I think it's on Switch as well. It's definitely on PC. Um, it's really cool, really nice graphics, uh, and just a really good game. Well worth your one pound nineteen. What can you? I mean, you can't buy fuck over one pound nineteen these days. I was always going to say the price of a coffee, but no chance. No way. No way. Oh, I was in Greg's this morning. Oh, here we go. No, there was there was no incident, but it was the same Greg's where your man with the salted caramel used to work. Mm-hmm. I like to think that I got him sacked. I don't think I did, but I like to I like to believe I did. But anyway, his replacement, this fucking old woman, right? She was lovely. Holy fuck, man. When I went in, there was only one person in front of me, and it took a wee while, and I thought, oh, maybe the customer's getting some weird stuff or whatever. I was just like, can I just get a coffee and uh, some sort of... What was it? Cream egg. No, they don't <laughs> sell cream eggs, which is an oversight. A yum-yum. A yum-yum. Uh and it took honestly about ten minutes. She was fucking ages with it. At one point, I turned around. There was like seven folk here behind, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" 
and she was like two folk walked out of the queue and I'm like I just want a fucking coffee man it's not difficult you press the button on the machine it says coffee I almost and wanted put the cup underneath it aye I almost wanted the salted caramel guy back it was grim <laughs> she'll no last no no if you've getting to do it nah. fucking writing an email in I'll get my sights on her next <laughs> writing an email sending a tweet to Greg's I don't even I don't even know what our position is on Salted caramel. <laughs> mm, yes, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we've had some write-ins that have sort of led to a little topic for discussion this week around the fact that it's kind of not very uncommon these days to find complaints and such on discussion forums and things like that to do with narratives and games being rather poor. Mm. What games are they, are they specific about what games they're talking about? I mean, the latest kind of two, I would say probably Atomic Heart and Forspoken have been kind of plagued with discussions on well, bad storytelling. Forspoken, uh, you can obviously, but I think Atomic Heart's really good. Yeah, I'm the same. But I, don't, it's, I, don't see the, I really don't see the issue with it at all. We're in the minority. Really? Aye. I, I I do not fucking get it. I was what I was on Twitter, and now granted, this has obviously been completely fucking staged. I would say, I would go so far as to say staged. I don't know who the girl is, but I saw a video and it was doing the rounds. It went sort of semi-viral, and it was a girl who was streaming Atomic Heart, and the guy shot a robot, and he said, "Take that gearhead, right?" I but that's the context. You're taking that out of context. But I mean, to me, I'm like. I, Right, and but she so it said take that gearhead, and then she was like, No, nah, I, I, I can't do this. And then she fucking disconnected the game, deleted the game, and she's like, I can't do this anymore. No, I, I can't, off. I cannot fucking deal with this. And she literally was about to bust into tears. I fuck and she's off, like, yeah. I can't fucking deal with it. And she deleted, fucking deleted the game, and I'm like, oh, I, I don't. Are we talking to a therapist? I don't, don't see what the issue is here. Can what he says as well? Which is quite cheesy, but it fits the game, the tone of the game. He always goes crispy critters. Mm-hmm. You notice that? He goes, Aye. oh, crispy critters when something's happening. Aye. That's totally fucking stupid, but it fits the game. It's not like, you can't take shit out in like context like that and just go, oh, he's, he's shooting a robot and he says, oh, take that gearhead. It's the fucking tone of the game. If it was like a fucking uh, totally serious game, you'd be like, oh, that doesn't really fit. Mm-hmm. But it's not a serious game. No, you've, I mean you've got actually, a, you've got an upgrade machine trying to ride you. It's almost a, it's almost a bit of satire in a way. Yeah, I don't I, I don't understand folk that just look for shit. You know what I mean? Oh, I do understand them actually because they want attention. That's actually what they want. Yeah, a couple of comments. So Memento Mori said didn't play for spoken, but I quit Atomic Heart mainly because of how poorly it was written. Dark Fire Wolf said it's kind of funny with Atomic Heart with its writing, especially with. Moments a fridge tried to rape the player character. What? Did See, that I happen? thought that fridge was quite funny. <laughs> so did I. Like he, that's what he said. To be fair, like he found that quite funny. Like that's yeah. the thing. Like, and that goes back to what you're saying. Like you've you've literally got an upgrade machine that is trying to fucking you. sexually seduce you. <laughs> yeah, like it's not was... a game that's meant to be taken completely no, seriously. Exactly. I mean, it's like, this is the this is the upgrade bit, Jess. That's what it is. It's like the bit you go to upgrade okay. your guy. So the machine talks to you. It's like an AI machine. Uh, 
and it starts kind of flirting with you, you know what I mean, to go, oh, oh kind of please do this, not great, or like stuff like that, you know mm. what I mean, and it's, it's actually quite funny. It's it starts going stuff like, oh, put your look. gun inside me. Exactly. Let yeah, me upgrade like your gun. Like right. shit like that. It's and it's done. I like you say completely stupidly, yeah. but it fits the tone <laughs> of the game, and like. I don't know, like, I think, I genuinely think that where a lot of this is coming from is, and the only reason I think this is because I've seen it mentioned so many times recently, like, that people are like, the writing's really bad, it's as if they're trying to marvelize everything, like, they're trying to make everything a Marvel movie, and I think, to a certain extent, not with everyone, but what's going on here is, there's I've said this for a while, but there is a backlash to Marvel films coming. Like, granted, it's way later than I expected it to be, but it's fucking coming. They've been flooding the market for fucking years. I was sick of them six years ago. I just wanted them to fuck off. But I think now, like, because I I keep seeing this, oh, it's, it's, it's all this Marvel stuff leaking into games now. And I think that what's happening is a lot of people that are even Marvel fans are starting to get a little bit fucking with some of this stuff. And I think when they're seeing it in games, they're like, why is this everywhere? Why is this cheekiness? Why is this can't take stuff seriously and fucking snide remarks? Why is this fucking everywhere? And for me, it's not overdone because I don't fucking watch those films. And I'm not saying that's like all of it, but I think it is more than people think. Because I keep seeing it brought up. Oh, it's the marvelization of gaming and all this sort of stuff. And then I'm starting to see more and more people being like, I don't know, like I, I until recently thought even the most recent Marvel films were received well. But then I keep seeing people now turning around all of a sudden and saying that oh, all the Mar- most of the Marvel films since Endgame have been shite which was about four years ago or something. Mm. So I, I don't know if it's maybe something to do with that. I mean, yeah, I just think game writing as a whole is fucking difficult. And it's, mm. it's. I mean, a game writer doesn't like sell their concept and then watch game designers bring it to life. That's just, it yeah. doesn't work like that. Game yeah. writers don't take a script to a big video game company, make their pitches they would with a Hollywood studio or production company, sell it and then, collaborate with the game developers to make it happen like it it kind of works the other way around it's the it's the project project directors and game designers that kind of start it and then the writers are brought in after and and they've and and you know they don't just write the narrative they they have to write the characters the you know and it's it's just it's a very very complex oh, I, mean, I mean they've got, they've got to work it around the gameplay uh-huh, as well. like mm. and the kind of flowchart of yeah. of storylines of side quests of Aye, everything like the, it's where's the story now where's the next gameplay point going to be and does that fit what you've just watched cutscene wise exactly like, and it's weird that way. and I suppose like the kind of from a kind of cinematography aspect like I don't know you might I don't know zooming in on a rendered face that doesn't emote is going to create some of that distance between the you know the voice actor and and, you know and if it doesn't like i don't know maybe the writer imagined like i don't know a moody intense meeting with a stranger and i don't know a shadow shadow area or something like that but if they didn't describe that well enough to the game designer then you know some of the stuff just might not land you know or it can't be it's a lot harder to do because you like a lot of the time you don't have 
like obviously with games like The Last of Us and stuff like that, it's completely mocap, so you get the feeling and the faces, do you know what I mean? But with a lot of games, they're not necessarily done like that. Exactly. And if it doesn't match up yet, yeah, it does take you out of it. Ah, you're right, you're totally right. Um, and I just, I don't know, it, it's a complex... I don't know, it's not just a one story they're writing. You've got yeah. to make everything fit. And so for a little sarky comment, like, that that has to be built from something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. so there's like a... What's the word? Like, there's an order to it. Yeah. You know, you need to build up your character so that when something happens later on, it lands properly. Yeah. And it's very difficult because I think constantly during game development, things are changing. That, you know, stuff gets taken out. That yeah. piece can't work. And, you know, so and it's... And then it makes it all disjointed. And then... Uh, uh-huh, and something then, that made sense before doesn't now. And who's the, you know, who's the highest up person looking over all this and going, mm. actually, no, that doesn't work yeah. quite right. And mm. until the game's finished, it's very hard to gauge that. Right. Do you know what I mean? And then it might be too late to fill in the exactly. blanks. Exactly. So I don't know, I I sympathise with game writers who are getting a bit of slack over this because I don't, like, it's a very complex process. Yeah, and that's why I appreciate Atomic Heart because I think it's done actually quite well. Cohesively, I think it's, like, so far it fits for me. See, this is mad, right? But, like, I mean, I I was playing Atomic Heart kind of three, four days, well, four or five days before it came out. And before it came out, I was, I honestly thought that I mean, again, I'm going by the first five, six hours. So I can, I have no idea. Like maybe that gearhead comment that he makes, like maybe he makes it fucking 15 times in an hour and then you're just like, would you really shut the fuck up? So I I literally, I'm saying, I'm prefacing this year by I'm going by the first five, six hours. Mm. I thought the writing was really good. Mm. Like I honestly thought, I was stunned because see, because it's made by a Russian studio, like different, like I thought they would have a different, take do you know what i mean like it's different cultures it's different i wasn't expecting it to be written as well i would say like and that is completely against like the feedback we got on twitter many people have quit this game because of the writing so we i mean me and you think it's really good we are definitely in a minority i'm not saying people are wrong everyone's entitled to their opinion but that i genuinely laughed out loud at some of the some of the stuff like did you get have you got to the bit where you are trying to get the train ticket i'll get past that right aye then. see when you're dealing with that robot and he's just a fucking dick and he's like well, you, you have to have the tickets and stuff mm. like that like I, I thought that was amazing yeah. like he was just such an absolute knob for no reason and your mm-hmm. character's fucking raging at him and then you're away getting a ticket and he's like, oh, that ticket's out of date. And, oh, no, then, you going... no, and then he's like, no, you come, you go and search for a ticket and then you come back and he goes, wait, aren't you a, a, like, a kind of police person? Uh, like, Are, aren't you in the military? And he's like, yeah, I told you that. Oh, military people go for free. <laughs> and then you're like, I fucking just spent half an hour trying to get a ticket. And then, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, like, I thought that was quite good. I thought it was funny. Yeah, like, I'm like, I, I, I genuinely, like, I didn't, like, I don't know, see playing games like... Um, Metro, mm-hmm. like good games. I'm trying to think what it's quite serious. I but it's like Eastern European, and it's yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't think the writing was a strong point in that, so I wasn't. I was expecting sort of similar with mm-hmm. like Atomic Heart, where I would be like, right, okay, there'll be. I don't know if they do go for humor. It might not be our type of humor because it's not our culture. But I was like surprised. with like I find this quite funny, mm-hmm. and like. I, don't, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what people are expecting. Like, I can't, I mean, you can speak more to, to Forspoken. Did you have a problem with? 
not really, but I think I don't know, like the the development of the character is kind of tied mm. to I don't know events of the story, and so like I don't know, I just think the, a well told story like often forms interlocking structure of moments that all depend on each other. So if you pick up on bits of the world and then it will make more sense and perhaps maybe yeah. people are just not taking all in. I don't I don't think it was bad at all. Um I kind of agree with Donnie in his review which is published on our website. He kinda of said that um yeah there's there's one moment where she kind of sit like it's when she discovers that she's got the magical powers kind of thing and she said i just move shit with my freaking mind and loads of folk took the piss out of like that kind of quote in that moment but it was scrutinized massively before the game came out uh-huh um but donnie says you know i challenge anyone to write a small script for this scene like a 21 year old girl from new york who moments ago was considering suicide and now she's got this wealth of magic like you know, what do you say? How do yeah. you write something better than that? Like, what mm. what would you do? No, no. Um, and but sometimes things are just supposed to be fun. Like everything doesn't need to be the next. I I find this a lot with films as well. Like you get a lot, especially with like action and comedy films. Like you look at it and like I don't know a lot of like some of the reviews will be like, oh, it's six out of ten. Uh, it's just um, popcorn action. That's all it is. You're like, right? That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Like it's actually, and then you watch it and you're like, that was really fucking fun. Oh, I love, like, I love putting it. Like, I'll purposely sometimes look for a brain, a, a film that I can turn my brain off. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I just don't. I don't need to think much. Like a fucking Gerard Butler film, like play. Hi. Like just turn my brain off, and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Don't need to fucking follow the plot and go. What's this guy doing? What's that plot point? <laughs> I like films like that, but sometimes you just want to sit back and go. What a hard day. Just why I watch Pish. Mm. You know what I mean? They've got a place in the world, things like that. What was the film that we watched? We covered it. It wasn't technically a video game film, but it was the one where the guy keeps reliving the same day. It was almost like the, the plot of it's Deathloop. It's like Deathloop. Eh? Well, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. I know the one you mean. What? Can it actually? Aye. We covered it in the podcast. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was a good film. Oh! Um... Boss level? Yes. That was fucking... With Frank really Grillo. good. That was Aye. fucking brilliant. It was really good. I suggested that. Aye. Watch that. That's right. And again, with that, a lot of the reviews, they were like, oh, it's just uh, it's just all shooting guns and smart remarks and the character trying to think he's smart. And you're like, Exactly. Aye. And he is. And, and he was. Fuck. And it was good. Nice. No, brilliant film. I, I, like, I don't know. I, I feel like that's almost a bit like this, where you're mm. just like, what is the fucking problem? Yeah. Do you think there has been a bit of a shift in that... I don't know, for a long time gamers have played games for gameplay whereas now they are looking for more of a story to play. I think part of the... I don't know if it's a problem, but with us getting higher quality games, like, and if you've got The Last of Us to compare this to, if you've got... Do you know what I mean? There's, there's a couple of games that have just pushed things so far beyond what we've had before that people will turn around and go right well i know it's just video games but these companies did it way better and you're like right but look at the fucking budget they had mm-hmm. like exactly. for fuck's sake like the team that made atomic heart it's their first ever game like if I, I'd i made that for my first game i'd be well proud of myself like I, I honestly like i think it's from what again from what i have played it's at this 
astonishing effort for a team's first yeah, game. The graphics amazing. are fucking incredible. It looks amazing. It's competently made. There's no. I've not encountered any glitches. I've not encountered any gameplay issues. The game plays well. Aye. I've not, loads, I've not, I've not seen a game that looks that good that runs at sixty frames a second there's loads on of next gen consoles. It. You can play it however you want. It's mm-hmm. not an open world game, but it's more like a sandbox. You you do have a world to explore how you want and play it how you want, and you can upgrade how you want. Is you know what I mean? It's a good game. Mm-hmm. It's open for your interpretation to play it the way you want to play it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I don't think there's much more you can say about it really. No, I th- I think this is going to continue to happen though. I think the writing in games has become a hot button issue mm-hmm. and I think that I don't think it's necessarily just people hating on Square Enix for Forspoken or people hating on Russia for Atomic Heart although I do think that might have slightly a bit more to do with it yeah. but I think that going forward that we're going to get the same thing like I'm just a shot in the dark here Dead Island 2 it's due out in April that is gonna that is gonna have some cringe dialogue. Like they've got this new system, the what's it called? The flesh system, where you can like fucking it just it look, I mean it sounds like a gimmick, right? It sounds like a fucking oh, what's that in the next FIFA? Oh, real motion technology, fuck mm. off. Right? But it, in theory, it look when you see it in the video, it looks really cool. But I can tell you right now that Dead Island 2 is gonna have some bad dialogue, but it'll be in a fun way. But that, I think that'll be the next game where folk will be like, I can't believe the, the fucking brain-dead dialogue. That'll be the quote. <laughs> and I think I do think this will be something that continues on. Okay, so yeah, how how then have you found the narrative in games that you have been playing this week? Um, I got a cat named after me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played this fucking belter, right? It's called Extreme Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Fuck, really good game. What the hell? <laughs> I sent Andy the video this earlier. What the actual fuck? How this thing get released? I thought it only came out last week. It was a uh, Chris in Discord that had like posted about its re- release, but apparently it came out in fucking Christmas Eve last year. I don't know how I missed. Gold, gold. I don't. I honestly don't know. Like the fact that it's on PlayStation, not on Xbox. I'm almost convinced they tried to release it in both, but Xbox seemed to have a slight bit more quality control and they must have just been like ah, get fucked no way like not I, having that associated with our machine no i mean watch go to our youtube channel and watch the video because it does have to be seen to be believed but um there's like eight wrestlers to choose from they have stolen an exact model of the undertaker which they do not have the rights to <laughs> they've stolen an exact mo- well almost an exact model of The Rock, but he's got an extra tattoo on his stomach. So They've, it can't be him? Can't possibly no. be him? No, but the Undertaker one is completely stolen. Like okay. it's, it's lifted off an old WWE game. Uh, there's a character that looks way too much like John Cena, a character that looks way too much like Roman Reigns. There's also a character that they have forgot to put a model in for. So if you try and select this character, you just wrestle as a pink outline. Hmm. Because they forgot to put it in. Okay. You can only play tag team matches, but the tag button doesn't work. So you can't tag out. Almost no moves in the entire game can be pulled off in a way that looks even remotely plausible. There's one entrance, and it is coming down to the ring 
in a low rider while dubstep music plays. It's an abomination. And it doesn't have a fucking platinum trophy. Is it? How much is it? Are they trying to actually sell this shit? They brought it out with 40% off, which is a red, can... a red flag. I think it's meant to be four quid, but it was like £2.39. Wow. It's, it's a shambles. Well, that's good. How so... this game... I mean, if you want to check out this game, I think it's still in the store. I would say get it now because it's definitely getting flagged and taken off. Um... Much like that uh, God of War game that appeared on the Xbox for about two days. Oh, yeah. uh, I've also played a little bit of a game called Zombieland Headshot Fever on PSVR. Just a little bit. It's like almost like a light gun game. It's like I kind of reminds me a little bit of like Time Crisis or something like that. You're just sort of going Old through. I you've got to, rails. you have to try and double double headshot and then you get slow motion and it's all about trying to get a good score it's, it's fun and the tracking's really good accuracy is really good graphics are nice i'd recommend that uh, i think it's only about 20 quid as well in psvr um the game we talked about last week bendy and the dark survival ah yes dark revival sorry um i've played a bit of that the art style is cool as fuck it's like cell shaded almost a little bit like a sort of darker version of telltale games first person horror so far seems really cool the only thing is the frame rate is not 60 frames a second so when you're turning it almost kind of jitters a bit and it's fucking giving me a sore head like it's Mm. a fun game really good i don't know why they can't get 60 frames a second going though um i think they have on pc and it's got really high reviews so i'm gonna stick with it but Aye, everything seems cool so far apart from that. Um, just a little bit of performance issues. But the game that I've played the most of uh, is a game that I think I slagged off like two weeks ago. But when I was talking about aye, it. Aye, aye, I think I made comments. Most likely, yes. But uh, I've been playing Octopath Traveler 2. Mm. And it's fucking excellent. It's interesting, yeah. So I played the... Like the first chapter when it was like a demo before it got released. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy the the little bit of story I played, but the turn based combat was enough to put me off. So, but you have endured it because you're you, not normally a fan of that. I'm not. No. So I played. I did the same. I played the demo, and I was very much like you for the most of it. I was like, I really liked the character I chose. I really liked like the story. I didn't expect the story to be as dark. Not well I dark like the character I chose eight different characters you can choose so the character I chose um a guy's dying in the first two minutes then you're in a fucking brothel you're having to steal clothes so you can dress yourself up like a hooker to like infiltrate this mansion like I was just like this actually the story was cool um, I mean that's not the story I got no that's not you were, <laughs> you're a dancer I was a dancer um, reach for the stars you know yeah the combat at first for me was a bit of a, a turn off and the thing is like um i mean i got the combat straight away like every sort of aspect of it i just sort of picked up seamlessly um <laughs> it was uh-huh. it, it wasn't even that intuitively like explained to you but like i was just like boom four times headshots uh, 15 times magic you've not had to look up a guide or ask anyone for support no <laughs> I was just like, 
I would like to say Donnie has been uh, very patient with me as I've been messaging back and forth going, how does this work? What, why doesn't this... Oh, do you, if you press triangle, you can get a boot? All oh, right, okay. Um, I just found out if you press R1 more than once, you can you can two and three times your damage. And he's like, fucking hell, mate, what is going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a struggle. He's, he's done well to put up with me. But I'm there now. I know what's going on now. I have uh, eventually got my head around the combat and I'm actually enjoying it. Like, there's not many turn-based games that I would even entertain. The main reason I tried this was because the art style is so stunning. Yeah, um, cool. And so after that, with the story pulling me in, I was like, right, okay. And then the music is amazing, really, really good. And even now, like, I'm enjoying the combat. I've probably played 12 hours. Um, although my story progress says it's, what, like 5% or something like that. And it's because I'm trying to add more people to my party. So you go back and you then play, like, the first chapter of other people's story and then they join you. So I'm just finishing off getting the third person. Um, I'm going to try and get up at six and then continue on. Is four not the maximum? But I think you can like cycle them in and out. Okay. Some I'm sure Donnie said get six. But either way, um, I'm sure I absolutely slagged this as some sort of wee virgin game. I'm sure that was my exact comment. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. But re- you're a changed man, and I'll, you retract your words. I would like to retract that statement. It's really fucking good. Like for a context, the only turn-based games I've ever played are the two South Park games and Jack Move, and this is completely pulled me in and i will be continuing to play it there you go i dare say i might complete it i've just been plowing on with hogwarts legacy i think i spoke it's a fucking understatement by the way um you want you want to see this andy shameful fucking shameful right what do you mean what am i getting slagged for this device here right what's that you can put your phone into it and then you can play the xbox remotely right I'm surprised the buttons haven't worn through since last week, okay? Mm. She's been sitting upstairs at her desk, stealing a living, while playing Hogwarts Legacy on her phone. I've done six to eight hours. Six to eight hours, right? <laughs> You've never seen it in last night. The game, sir, X2, it's called. You slot your phone in, you can play Xbox games remotely. This one has ripped the utter hole. <laughs> no, I just enjoying it. The so, utter hole. I was worried at, at first that, I think I spoke a few weeks ago, how I felt it was quite overwhelming and I hadn't quite got into it because because I was trying to finish Forspoken and I didn't want to start another big massive game until you know and so I felt a little bit behind and I just I struggled at first to get into it but I'm I'm deep now oh you're in deep I'm deep I mean for example right before we started this podcast Jess was having dinner and she stopped eating her dinner two or three times to pick up the controller and continue playing because she couldn't hold it I was multitasking you couldn't hold your own water We've discovered that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, just a few a few points on Hogwarts Legacy. So the release for PS4 and Xbox One has been delayed again. Nay, fucking wanna. Yeah, that um, thing is gonna run like ass until May fifth. It was supposed to be April fourth, but it's now May fifth, and the Switch is still twenty fifth of July. Rip. At current time, Um, but yeah, I mean the game's doing really well. It's holding on to the number one spot for the fourth consecutive week in the UK video game charts, retaining the, the top spot 
despite a 30% drop in sales week on week. So still doing really well. Um, well, that's the thing. It's going to go down at a certain point. You've bought it. But then it's still t- obviously to come out on these other platforms. So again, sales will potentially go up as well. So yeah, If they it's... somehow get that thing running on the Switch, it will sell like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously my preference would be to play it on a bigger 4K screen, but I've really been enjoying playing it uh, yeah, hand- I've played it handheld, handheld suppose, so you? to speak. Yeah. Um, it's not... I mean, there's been a few moments where our internet has not allowed me to play, you know, and the frame yeah. rate's dropped and it's started and all that kind of stuff. But that's, you know, it's not because of the game, it's because of our internet. Yeah. Um, but, I've yeah, I've really enjoyed playing in that medium, I suppose. Um, there's a couple of things that have bugged me a little bit. Um, we obviously spoke about narrative and dialogue and stuff like that. It, as you progress, it does become a little repetitive at times, but it's... I mean, what else can they do in some respects? Like, they there's, can't... There's a, there's a thing that they say when you go to Hogsmeade. Yeah. And I can't remember exactly what it is. I've played it way seems less... like, oh, Rods leads to Hogsmeade. That's one of them. Yep. And I've not played it as long as you, but I'm like, if they say that fucking line <laughs> one more time, because you have to go to Hogsmeade a lot, right. you fast travel there, and they keep saying that, don't mm-hmm. they? And you're just like, shut the fuck up. There's so many lines of dialogue in the game. Yeah. Could you just have recorded eight or ten different ones yeah. to be said at that or moment? Or just not say anything. Like, yeah. hit it hit it five times, but when it gets to five times, just maybe just leave that out. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no need for it. Um, another thing that's bugged me as well is there's time trials for, like, broom races. Mm-hmm. There are broom time trials. And there's also summoner court games. Now, more so for the time trials there's no restart button. So you know normally when you're doing a sort of speed mm. race, like you get to point you're like I fucked up. I need to restart. You can do it quickly and start again. There's no quick restart other than saving the game beforehand and loading your game up again. No, that's um there, do you know what I mean? And like so I think I had to, had to do the race like three times, but the, I just had to play through the full race. And I think you need to be a, like the one I did most recently you had to be a time of like two minutes forty two and like I say, you know, oh, I've missed a ring or I've fucked up. Uh, like, mm-hmm. I still have to get to the end of the race. I have to play the, you know, two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Unless I had, in hindsight, saved my game and then could reload it. Or been better at it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that also. <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like that's an option they could have had. No, that is definitely a, a valid concern. <laughs> Because I, I can think of loads of, like, time trial things where, like, I don't know, you know what it's like? You get to, like, the first bend, and if you don't take it well enough, you're ah. like, restart, ah, you restart, know. restart. But, mm-hmm. yeah, if you can't do that easily, then that is a pain in the dick. I remember playing Guitar Hero back in the day, and, like, you were trying to get 100%, like, every button. And if, like, you had to fucking finish the full song every time, you'd be like, oh, fuck, what's... You know what I mean? Aye, because like, so as soon annoying. as you miss one, you're like, well, that's fucked. Exactly, as soon as you go, you're like, restart, bang. And it's so, yeah. it, like, it's so intuitive to just, just be able to go, restart, mm-hmm. start again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, like, good gameplay mechanics. And yeah. Too, really. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. But you're enjoying yourself and you're needing the end of it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I think I've only got like two main story quests to go and then obviously pick up the multitude of other things that are to do, but yeah. It is an open world, eh? It is an open world. 
And Atomic Heart for you, Andy? Yeah, just the same. Still enjoying it? Yes. I suppose we spoke, spoke about it earlier, but yeah, I... I've spoken enough, I think, about that game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, time for this week's news then. News, news, I was believing the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. I was Okay, so firstly, a little cut in here uh, from our original recording because we have a Starfield update. Good, good. Yeah, so we now have a release date of the September 6th, 2023. Starfield Direct, that was initially supposed to be coming shortly after the developer Direct in January, is now coming June 11th, two days after Xbox's summer showcase. Thoughts? We're not really surprised. <laughs> I don't know. I, think I mean, contrary to Andy's thoughts, it is happening. Yeah, it's real. It exists. Maybe. I mean, we've still not fully seen gameplay that much. We've seen a bit of it, but um, I don't know. We've been pretty consistent saying that I, I just didn't think at any point it was going to hit June. I think the reason we've only heard this now is because they really, really took it to the wire trying to hit June, and they waited till basically Bethesda came back and went, we, we definitely can't do this. Um. Yeah, I mean, initially, obviously, you had the developer direct in January, and they said at that point, Starfield will not be at this showcase. We are planning a Starfield only direct, and that will come shortly after this. Now, I think it was last week's podcast with Alex, uh, the February recap. Like I said, like where the fuck is it? Like mm-hmm. it was, it, it, we sort of, I, or I certainly thought Alex kind of thought March, but we, I sort of thought it would have been here by now. And like and I, the reason I thought it wasn't was because they still didn't have a date. Um, now I don't know if that's the case or not. I mean, I I thought that the developer direct was probably already recorded. That's I assume not the case since it's not coming till mm. June. But yeah, I I don't know. It, it's funny the reaction I've seen online. Like I put up a tweet saying, "What are your thoughts on this being delayed?" And all the responses were getting are positive. Um, pretty much universally the responses are take the time you need release a good product release a non-buggy product obviously it remains to be seen if it is just because it's been delayed doesn't mean necessarily we're going to get something massively polished but hopefully um, but yeah I mean obviously on the other side you do have I've seen many a tweet lolling at the delay Uh, there was also as well I think initially because the so when the f- the date first came up, I think it came up saying nine six twenty three, and so I think it was a prominent Xbox guy been like ninth of June, there it is. Being like, no, it's American date. <laughs> it's actually sixth of <laughs> September. Um, so I think this guy was like, oh, it's hitting, it's hitting the twelve months. It's it's not it's hitting. Not, the, no, unfortunately, no. not. It's not the same date as their summer showcase, which no. would be quite the thing. I mean, that would have been quite the celebration of Xbox had they managed to hit that. But yeah. no, no dice. Yeah. So I suppose what does this mean for the rest of twenty twenty three on Xbox? Like at the start of the year, we expected to see Redfall, Starfield, and Forza in the first half of the year, which opened the door to the likes of what Avowed, Hellblade Two, like later in the year. But obviously now with both Starfield and Forza likely slipping into late twenty twenty three, makes it way more likely that we don't see any big AAA titles on Xbox till next year even yeah i mean obviously like 
because of Game Pass, they can pretty much do what they like. They could release games on top of each other if they wanted to, but yeah, like I don't know. I think had those three games all landed in the first half, you've then got six months where Xbox are like, right, come on, let's try and get something big out here. Mm -hmm. But with these now seemingly being spread out, you've got like Minecraft, what's whatever the new Minecraft game Dungeons. is, Legends or Dungeons, or you've got that in April, then you've got Redfall in May. We don't know when Forza's coming, but I mean, at this point, it's probably looking like maybe late in the year. Starfield in September, all of a sudden you've got a bit of a barren early part of the year outside of Hi-Fi Rush, but then you've got games spread out now. So don't get me wrong, if Hellblade 2 or Avowed, if the developer comes to Big Phil and says, we're ready to release, I don't know that he will stop them, but I don't think you'll have Microsoft on top of these developers now going, we need something for mm. this fucking six months, because yeah. they now don't. They now sort of needed something for now, but you can't just magic something out your ass. No, you can't. And so... Yeah, I, if I was a betting man, I would say... like I, I did think there was a chance of Hellblade late in 2023, and I'm not saying it's not possible, but I do now think you're looking at... Uh, they'll probably see this as a, a decent year that could have been better, but they can then start to load up 2024. Like I think you'll see a Vowed or Hellblade kind of first four months of the year, maybe, mm. uh, next year. So yeah, it does. I think it does push everything a little bit further down the line, but there's a chance that that was where they were at anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll take the pause discs. We do now have a date confirmed. We had a date confirmed before. Well, so, yeah. but I'm, I don't expect another delay. Like, I think they do realise, like, I've, I have seen a couple of tweets and folk are saying, ah, it's September 6th, the now. But I think you can, you can bet on it. Yeah. Like, they realised they were burned quite severely by that November date. Um, although people are taking it quite well in most circles, they have undoubtedly been a little bit burned by the two biggest games that were supposed to hit in this 12 months, now almost certainly not hitting in the 12 months. Mm -hmm. And so I think the reason everything's been so quiet is because they knew when they released a date, it was going to have to hit a date. And I think the September date, they are more than comfortable with. And I think they realised that if it was to get delayed again, Again, some people will be okay with it, but there's others that would be like, right, fucking hell. Mm. Andy was right. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so yeah, big news. It is coming. It's just coming later than we expected. Um, and look, there's plenty of games to keep us going till then. Oh, that is true. Um, plenty of Game Pass, even if you're just Xbox. Like, there's plenty of third-party Game Pass games coming. Uh, some smaller titles, but interesting titles nonetheless. Um so yeah, I don't think you'd be hurting for content. Fortnite might be getting a first-person mode for the next season and there is every chance you'll know more about it by the time you listen to this than we do now. That's because the current season finished on Wednesday and so news is likely imminent. I don't understand this, though, from a perspective of... I mean, I know other people can see you, but I thought a large part of it is you buy stupid shit to wear. Uh, you, the skins are like 15 quid or something yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. So if you're first person, then you can't see it? Uh, well, I mean, they're not going to make Fortnite fully first person. Like, I think one of the good things about Fortnite is they can bring things in 
as like a certain game mode. So like, and you probably even know if you've not played Fortnite, but like for the longest time, it was like a shooter, but you could also build. Mm -hmm. And so it became impossible playing against people that could build really quickly because they would just fling fucking... Barricade around them and then. Ah, a fucking 10 story building around them and then you couldn't get them and then they'd peer out of your home and go, and you'd be dead. (laughs) Um, So for ages, folk were like, I can't deal with this building. I wish you you couldn't build. So instead of them just turning around going, right, we're removing the building, they released a no build mode. Mm -hmm. Because there's always like, there's modes in Fortnite where it's like 100 players all v all or it's 50 v 50 or it's teams of four so they can cycle stuff like this in so what they'll do is they'll bring in a first person mode and that way they can gauge how many people are playing it how people are liking it if it has a good retention and then if it does then perhaps they would then bring it in permanently Mm -hmm. but at first it'll only come in as like a here's an option do you want to try this out yeah yeah and to be fair, I mean, yeah, you won't be able to see yourself looking like a fucking dick, a banana or whatever. That's why I had the banana skin because it just annoyed people if you killed them. Um, <laughs> but other people will still see it. Um, I suppose. And yeah, I mean, it is probably a feature that people have asked for for a while. So, But yeah, it should be eminent. Mm-hmm. Sifu has another big update dropping on March 28th. The new content is Arena's expansion, which adds a new range of combat challenges. Quote, with nine new locations and 45 merciless challenges spread over five game modes, the Arena's expansion is packing up to 10 extra hours of gameplay into the already demanding title. Best of all, this update will be tied up in a nice little bow with all other Sifu content and released onto the Xbox store on the same day. I fucking love this game. <laughs> it was, I just, I think it's amazing. And the fact that they keep supporting it and bringing out more stuff for it, like, I know Gaudi in our Discord, he was really excited when he saw they were bringing out Arena Challenges. He was the first one in the, the Discord to platinum it. All the rest of us had to wait for the easy mode. <laughs> uh, but he fucking smashed it. Um, so yeah, it's cool to see them getting new stuff. And it's cool that it's finally coming to Xbox as well. Mm. It's, it's fucking dead on arrival on there, though. I don't think it's going to sell. It would be the same the other way around, but, like, I don't know, see if you're an Xbox-only gamer, like, there will be some people that'll be like, oh, I'm excited to finally play this. It was reviewed really well and stuff like that, but at the same point, you're going to have... It, it's got the feel of a year-old game, and it's not cheap. It's, like, 35 quid, mm. and it's not coming to Game Pass. Like, these... I'd, don't think it's going to sell a lot of copies. Like, a lot of folk will be like, I'll wait, it'll probably come to Game Pass eventually. I'm not paying 35 quid for a game that came out a year ago. Like, I I don't see it selling well at all. Which is a shame, because it's a fucking brilliant game. Yeah, whereas another kind of news item we've got is Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, It's potentially not long till it hits Xbox Game Pass. The one-year exclusivity deal runs out on March 25th. Um, So the expectation is that will... Oh yeah, that will definitely come soon. Drop on Game Pass because it was it's the same situation as a uh, Deathloop last mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. and I think it was six days after the year's exclusivity was up, then it, it dropped on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So you can expect, like, I would imagine by the beginning of April, it will be there, and that's a good game. Mm-hmm. It's one that could, like I don't know. I think it was treated a little bit unfairly. Like the Metacritic on it's like seventy five, but then the user score is like eighty six. 
Like it was one that I don't know. I I, I think like some reviewers just didn't fully get, but it's a good game, mm-hmm. and I think it will get. It's one that because it's coming to Game Pass, I think it will get a lot of love, especially as well because Hi-Fi Rush is the same team, and a lot of people are enjoying that on Xbox, and then they'll be able to go, oh, this is the team. This is the game the team made before. Um. So yeah, check that out. That nice too. So if you cast your minds back to December last year, Sonic creator Yuji Naka uh, was accused of violating financial laws after it was reported that he purchased a large number of shares in Japanese mobile developer A-Team while employed at Square Enix. And it was alleged that he had done so in the knowledge that A-Team was working with Square Enix on mobile game Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, a fact which has not been made public. So yeah, he got done. He's in court over these allegations and in a pretty cracking bit of honesty he apparently stood up in the courtroom and said there is no doubt that I found out about the games before they were made public and bought shares in them so yeah that's that's how you admit to it mm-hmm. you just stand up you just go yep there's no doubt that I did this <laughs> what the fuck yeah. he didn't even make that much money it was like a hundred grand or something like that there's nothing these days huh? I know He's, he, he's probably going to escape the jail, I probably. think. Because yes. he's a kind of well-known figure and stuff like that, it'll be more time-served, fucking slap on the wrist, mm. 50 hours community service type of thing. Although, to be fair, I don't know. The Japanese might take this a bit more seriously. They don't like folk fucking about. But um, you would think, being the creator of Sonic, he'd have been able to run from this faster. <laughs> Next up, Fable is miles away according to the latest VGC podcast. This is despite reports a few weeks ago that it was in a playable state. Xbox's main focus after shipping Redfall, Starfield and Forza Motorsport will apparently be Avowed and Hellblade 2. So, if you're a Fable fan, Yeah, we've kind of went back and forth on this. I think even when it said a couple of weeks ago, like the sort of reports come out that it was in a playable state, we're still like, right, but what does that fucking mean? Like, that doesn't mean that it's close. And like, also, I think that report came from some guy that was quite high up in the studio's fucking CV on <laughs> some website, do you know what I mean? So obviously he's going to big it up. Yeah. But aye, it makes perfect sense to me that this is late 2024, 2025, like along with Indiana Jones and like perfect dark and stuff like that. i think those games are ways off and to be honest like outside of the fact that they shouldn't have announced them so early like fine because they've still like you say i mean we've got starfield coming forza redfall and then hopefully the likes of hellblade 2 and avowed aren't too far behind them that's mm-hmm. a good fucking lineup of yeah. exclusive games yeah, yeah. and then um nah, there might even be some others that appear in between Publisher Paradox Interactive had a wee shindig on Monday and they announced three new titles. So Cities Skylines 2 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, X, PC via Steam and coming to Game Game Pass as well. It will launch this year, didn't give an exact date. We also had announced a life simulation game called Life by You, basically The Sims. And they did not give a platform or a release date, but there will be an announcement for 
during an event that they're holding on March 20th. So if that tickles your pickle, then watch that. And they also announced a turn-based strategy game, The Lamplighters League for Xbox, which Craig was very excited about during the trailer and then realised it was a turn-based strategy game. But now you're a new man, so who knows? I nearly fucking walked out of the room <laughs> during this. I was so fucking angry. They showed this cinematic trailer and it looked like a third-person plat- action platformer. And it was funny... It was like kind of Pixar-y graphics. I was like, this looks really fucking cool. And then in the last 20 seconds, they showed gameplay and it was fuck all like what they'd shown for the last minute and a half. It was like an XCOM-style fucking turn-based. Oh, I, honestly, I nearly got and walked out my own living room. I was so <laughs> angry about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Why have you made that minute and 20 second trailer that shows you absolutely fuck all to do with anything that the game is about? I hate that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was as bad as their other trailer. That Life by You. All it showed was a fucking little branch coming out of the fucking grass. <laughs> and then it said, Life by You. And it moved out. The trailer was 29 seconds. I'm like, that shows you nothing. <laughs> like, fair enough, they've said now that something's coming to March 20th. But that was one of the worst trailers of all time. <laughs> The City Skyline 2 thing saved it. Yeah, it looked, that, it looked amazing. I know. The first and game was brilliant. Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, we lost a lot of time during that. We checked. Like, we were trying to work out, like, what profile we played it on and stuff like that, but the one we found it on was 108 hours. But I yeah. feel like I maybe played it on a different one as well. I can't remember. Probably. But, Because um, it was on Game Pass as well, so there's probably some hours on Xbox as yeah, well. maybe. But, yeah, we played a lot of it, and it's a brilliant game. Like... It's one of the best city builders I've ever played, and it's hard to. Like, I don't. I'm not meaning to be cynical, but the trailer they showed, the graphics were almost too good. Mm-hmm. It looked amazing, and I'm like, I, I'm not convinced when this thing comes out, it's going to look like that. But I'm all in. Yes, I love city builders, yes. and it looks brilliant. And if it's if it's on Game Pass, then I can play it on the. On the mobile situation again. Oh yeah, aye. So aye. that's me. Lost, lost all my time. One of these days you'll do a shift. Yeah. Uh, also, developer Frogwares <laughs> announced the remake of Sherlock Holmes: Awakened, and that's going to launch for PS5, Xbox Series X slash X, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam on April eleventh. Is there anything that's not coming out on? Google Stadia. <laughs> ah, the Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stadia, that's a... In some rather odd news, the PlayStation 3 got a new firmware update last week. Version 4.9 improved system performance, according to Sony. This vague synopsis has led many to believe that, as well as some new DVD slash Blu-ray codecs, there might be some security improvements to stop the ageing system being jailbroken. It's nice to see them still updating something like the PlayStation 3, but aye, it's probably just to stop folk fucking about with it. Mm. I hope to be fucking about with PlayStation 3 again soon. To play what? Wet. Wanted. Weapons of Fate. Mm. And others. Mm, okay. You have fun with that. I shall. <laughs> And lastly for the news this week, Aragami developer Lintzworks is closing its doors in April. The news comes by way of a tweet that thanks fans for their support and talks about their regret that ongoing unannounced projects won't come to fruition. 
Yeah, it's a shame. I never got a chance to play much of Origami, Origami, Aragami 2. Um, but the first game was fucking excellent. It was more stealth based. So, like, the second game has all the features of the first game, but it also introduced combat in case you didn't like doing stealth. And I don't know, I just I don't think it dropped at a great time. There was a lot coming out. Like, when the first game came out, it sort of like didn't come out with a big splash, but it sort of got a cult following. And uh, I think they expected the bigger the second one to land bigger, and it just didn't. But um, it's a shame nobody, whatever they were working on, it was unannounced. It obviously, yeah. I don't know. They must have tried to flog it about, like the studio, see if they could like get investment or be bought up. And it sounds like people weren't interested, which is a shame. What happens in a situation like that? Like, I don't know, because there's potentially some assets somewhere so like do they get you know what happens who's got ownership of that like whoever owns the studio i presume mm. they've got a game that's probably half made that's just never going to see the light of day mm. unless they can sell it off to someone yeah. or, but i presume they already tried to they must have tried to get funding and mm. pe- like i say people just maybe weren't interested enough mm. so uh it's a shame I said lastly a minute ago, but it's not lastly. I've got one more thing. So Tez2, a reputable rock star insider, has suggested on the GTA forums that GTA 6 is likely to be released in 2024, with a proper review coming late this year. This has apparently been the plan dating back to at least 2021, with Rockstar wanting to wait until current-gen install base is high enough that they don't need to consider a last-gen release. It does make sense yeah, it does. when yeah. you think about it, but my god, that would be awesome. The thought that it's maybe only what a year. eighteen months away, something like that, a year, like pretty cool. Like I don't know when we spoke. Remember when the leak came out? Like we spoke about it, and we'd sort of thought before the leak twenty twenty five. But then when other people were sort of going, I can't believe this looks so bad. Like we were all sit, sort of sitting going, I'm surprised that it's far on mm-hmm. as they are. Like I mean. That was last year. They said the footage was at least a year or two old. They seemed to have a lot of voice acting done. Like, yeah, the, obviously the graphics and stuff like that needed some work and a lot of stuff put in. But I, I mean, 2024 doesn't sound out of the question. I could see it being announced for 2024 and then getting pushed into 2025. But Possibly. Uh, yeah. I just want it. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, I know. I can't wait for another GTA. It'd be amazing. That's all we'll be talking about for I know. months. <laughs> we'll do like a GTA spin-off podcast. <laughs> okay, well on that exciting note, we'll wrap up the news there and move to The Last of Us. The second last Last of Us. The second last Last of Us, yeah, episode eight. So yeah, The Last of Us TV series continues to be a hit for HBO and Naughty Dog with the latest episode setting a series record with 8.1 million viewers on its premiere night. This is up 74% from the series debut night in January and it's also been the top title on HBO Max for eight straight weeks with all episodes ranking in the week's top 10 individual assets and the average audience for the first five episodes is now needing a total of 30 million viewers across all platforms. So if you are not one of those 30 million people and have not watched any of it and don't want to know about it, this is your time to leave. Mm-hmm. See you later, Callum. Um, but if, if you are in the majority and want to hear us discuss about it, then we shall begin. But this Callum guy's not watching it. That <laughs> Callum on our Discord, is, he, he didn't enjoy the game and so he's not watching the show. 
Gustav Naumann? Aye. Aye. Said the story was boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what games does he like? What's his favourite game? Yakuza. All right. Okay, so after threatening it for a week or two, winter is now fully upon The Last of Us. The episode began with David, or Rapey Dave, as we like to call him, addressing addressing his very haunted-looking congregation. He broke off from this uh, to console a sobbing girl and her mother, which we later learned they are the family of the attacker that Joe killed at the university. And yeah, he finished... His favourite place. Yeah, he finished saying the ground was too cold to dig and that he would be buried in the spring. Nothing suspicious about that. No. Also, eat your dinner. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Tastes it, like family. Yeah. We'll kind of talk through some of the differences and things, but yeah, what what was your thoughts on this episode? I loved it. <clears throat> that was brilliant. Thought the dynamic between like David and Ellie and that was just great. Just her trying to obviously she's had to kind of fend for herself because mm. Joel's no well, so she's totally stuck and is dependent on her own like what she's learnt so far to try and use those things. You know what I mean? Like, he's obviously taught her how to hunt a wee bit. She's trying to use that fucking rifle. It's obviously too big for her. You know what I mean? Because you can see when she gets. She's hunting that. Uh, she finally shoots the deer. Uh-huh. But then when they, obviously, she, they, they try and take it from her, she comes up behind them and uh, you can see that when she's holding the rifle, she can hardly hold it up. Aye. You know what I mean? For that's, like a, that's a cool wee touch. Um, she uses the deep voice. The deep, to try I was about to say to that. Aye, sound aye, more threatening. Like, turn around! <laughs> you know, you know, well, they're going to turn around and see that you're fucking yeah. tiny. I know, you could see you could see her like, trying to like make herself make herself sound threatening. You mm. know what I mean? But aye, I just thought this whole episode was awesome. David was creepy as fuck. I listened to a thing. It's it's actually the <clears> first time that I've listened to any of these podcasts but the HBO podcast mm-hmm. um, and I only I only got about 15 minutes into it the one that was sort of recapping this episode yeah. but they did say that um, Ellie like, she was actually the, the it was a real gun and they said that it was far too big for like Bella Ramsey like it was the size of her and like she was actually struggling to hold the thing up mm. uh, and that they kept bits of that in just because mm. it seemed more real but they kept having to like behind the camera be like up, up, <laughs> and, she's like, and she said that the next day like her arms were fucking killing her I can imagine yeah so it's interesting so you know she's obviously out hunting for food which happens in the game but instead of bringing a bow and arrow she has this scoped rifle but she doesn't mm. actually get the rifle till she meets David in the game um, during that, that kind of scene um, I mean I suppose if nothing else it was a bit of a time saver because I remember that part of the game being an absolute ball ache with a bow and arrow because you've got to shoot the deer three times. Oh, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I remember as well, like, just at the very beginning of that the winter scene, there's the little bunny and there's like mm-hmm. a, it gets shot and I remember yeah. like, it, that scene got like, memed quite a bit and stuff and, you know, this poor innocent bunny gets absolutely, you know, <laughs> mm. um, 
but I don't know if the guilt of that tragic death must have weighed quite heavily on Neil Druckmann that he decided not to put that in because that, that little white bunny escaped. Ah, he couldn't get it. Yeah. Maybe his son or daughter's got a bunny now and he just can't <laughs> bring himself to do it again. Um, but yeah, thereafter, she obviously meets David and James, aka Troy Baker. Um, I didn't notice him at first. Did you notice him at first? We were a bit like, is that is that him? And then yeah, I think it kind of clicked. But I think the reason the reason that I noticed was because going into this episode, I was I think it was just before we loaded the episode up, and I was saying to Jess, "This has been like we're now going into the second last episode, and I know that Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson make an appearance, and we've not seen either of them yet." So I was like, surely one of them at least is going to appear in this mm, episode. Yeah. And so I think that's why. Like, I was like, as soon as I saw someone that looked remotely like him, I was like, oh, that's him. I didn't clock him at first. They went for that whole conversation, you know, how they step out, him and David step outside. Yeah. And they, they talk about the hunting and all that, kind of how you still get faith in him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I still didn't realise it was him at that point. Yeah, it wasn't okay. until the next scene I went, oh, fuck, that's Troy Baker. Yeah. He does look older. Aye, very does, warm. Look, aye, totally, aye, if you'd have just shut your eyes and listened, you'd have listened aye, you would have probably, heard Joel in there. Probably right. <laughs> OG Joel. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not a medical professional, but obviously she strikes up a deal for some penicillin. Yeah, and then penicillin. She, penicillin, and then she takes that back to Joel. And I don't, I don't think you can just take a shot of that and whack it in a stab wound and. <laughs> Does that work? See, I don't on the know. Podcast, we're talking about the fact that there's nothing more frustrating than having a solution and no knowing how to use it, mm. and that's part of the the, mm. the program. Is that she's she's got her been able to get this penicillin, betraying the deer. She gets it back. She's got this thing that will help Joel. She knows it. She doesn't have a fucking clue how to use it. She's just a kid. Yeah. She's no idea. This is she's like she's grown up in a world that we've no had access to that. We know how what, the way it works, but to her that's totally foreign. It's like I know, I know I've heard this stuff is going to help you, but what the fuck? Did I fucking put it in your mouth? Did I put it in your leg? You know what I mean? She, she doesn't have She's a clue. put it exactly where you would if you didn't know what you're doing. Exactly. Just I'll just fucking stick it right in yeah. the wind. Exactly. That's yeah. what I would have done as well. Yeah. If I didn't well know. Thankfully, later on it works. So you know. Mm. Well. Right. Um, so yeah, David and James, what did you think of them as characters? Um, David is depicted as like a preacher, something that I don't think he was in the game as far as players were aware. Um, and he, he only started believing in God since the outbreak. Yeah, he's, he's creepy as fuck. They do uh, well to make he, him... He's very sinister. Yeah. Because it opens up throughout the episode. Yeah. He starts getting creepier and then creepier and then you just start, look, when he starts, the episode starts opening up and you realise what he is by the end we're not going out to the end yet but mm-hmm. by the end mm-hmm. you realise this guy's a total fucking creep ball it's, it's interesting though. like I do wonder obviously like us having played the game as soon as we hear oh that's David you're like right you're watching for the signs of him being a fucking maniac do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean that's true whereas if you were someone that had never played the game I wonder how long you thought this guy's maybe all right. When did you start clicking? That Aye, because obviously we, right. the whole time, we were like, oh, so he's the sinister minister. But like, at what point did other people like start to go, oh... Something's up here. Aye. Good shout. Because you can't know. put yourself in that position, you know what I mean? When, they're talking, when it's him and her talking in that wee bit while David's away getting the penicillin. James. He doesn't lie to her. 
Yeah, he's very, very he's forthright. He's honest about everything. Yeah. So, like, and at that point, you could still think. You still be watching, I think this guy's nice and wants to. I mean, maybe like, if you if you watch programmes, you're probably expecting the twist. Aye. But you would be watching it just thinking, this guy's just been nice. You know what I mean? He's not He's not threatening. He's, he's actually trying to help. Mm-hmm. He's been honest about everything he said, you know, is honest at that point. You, so, you could potentially, in that situation, think there's more chance that James turns on David and yeah. that David would have to almost come with Ellie. Do you know what I mean? Like, Because, uh, see, as well, like, uh, when he's telling <clears throat> the story about, obviously, those folk going away to the, the university, we find out, mm-hmm. to scavenge for stuff, and Ellie's so engrossed in the story um, that when he... She doesn't realise it right away when he, when he obviously says... That, and the funny thing is, uh, it was some madman with a little girl. You know what I mean? And and then she re- she was so engrossed in the story that it takes her like a couple of seconds to then go, "Oh fuck, he's fucking talking about me." Yeah. You know what I mean? And then she looks, then she puts up her guard again. But it's funny, like in the the HB podcast, they, they say that nobody's because nobody really has got the better of her yet. She's always got her guard up and she's always sees through folks' bullshit because mm. her first instinct is this person's wanting something for me and they're bullshitting me mm-hmm. so she's always got a guard up and nobody gets past her but this guy was so good ah, he's it, so good at manipulating because mm-hmm. he's a fucking psychopath because psychopaths are good at that you know what I mean they're good at manipulating master people. manipulator so exactly he's a master manipulator and she is absolutely engrossed and gets lost in this story mm-hmm. and that's why it takes her a couple of seconds to realise that he's talking about her when he goes this madman and their young lassie she's like oh madman and young lassie oh fuck he's talking about me Aye. and then that brings her back into reality and then David's Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah like one thing and I have to say like I've absolutely loved the show I felt like this episode was rushed I really do what are you talking about? I just I feel like ever since episode 6 it's in fast forward like I really liked the episode they hit all the main bits see if you but... mention this university again well, I it's think ever, that's where he's going it's with it. ever Andy. since then. I think why you probably feel this more so than other episodes is when you play the game, you play Ellie and then you play Joe and they're two separate like chapters, Aye. I guess. Whereas this, they're intertwined a mm-hmm. lot more. Which is fair, um, that's what you would do. Because the reason they're not intertwined is because they're trying to lead to the suspense of Joe. Yeah. Then there's the gameplay elements as well, which totally fair enough but they hit all the major points but the none of it to me had as much impact as the game because there wasn't as much build to it yeah like the first episode was an hour and a half and to me like i'm like that's i thought the first episode was amazing and i thought they took so much time and care like not a lot happened in the first episode and they didn't get that far into the story at all, but they showed you so much. And like, I feel like that whole s- section with David in the game is one of the biggest parts of the game. And they did the whole thing in the shortest episode. Well, one of the shortest episodes. Most of them have been about 58 minutes. Quite a few of them have been over an hour. This one was exactly 50 minutes. And I'm just... like, There was just... I don't know, like... I was, and granted, some of this is me building up my head, but I sort of figured 
once Joe woke up, I was ex- I, I, I was expecting him to go on like a Denzel style warpath. Now don't get me wrong, it was awesome and how brutal he was with those three folk, the three guys that came. But in the game, you then work your way through about 20 folk as he just absolutely ravages towards there to try and save her. Mm-hmm. Now, he gets it after and doesn't need to save her. But in the show, he kills those three people. And then in the very next scene, he's at the fucking... their base already. Mm-hmm. There's not a single other person. Again, they took all the infected out of it. Like, yeah. Ellie and that- uh, David have to fight off a bunch of infected. I'm not saying that you play through the whole thing like the game, but again, they've avoided using them. I think this part, there are like two of kind of the biggest battles in the game. Oh, that bit's brutal. Um, Two of the hardest fights. Yeah, the bit where you're with David fending off wave after wave of infected and then there's a bloater as well. I forgot there was a bloater. I'm not saying do all of that. Yeah. Like, I don't want overkill. Like, I don't want The Walking Dead. But, but they I just, took, they again... Made a, they, made, they said that at the podcast, so they made a conscious decision, decision to not put Infected in it because if they did that there, at that bit, that would permeate through the whole episode. You couldn't have like this big bit where all these Infected are about and then the rest of the episode, there's but no as many. many. Mm-hmm. They would, you would then have to have the fucking uh, Infected in the episode all over the shop and then that would affect the story what they're trying to tell with... David and that, mm. but they would, it would interfere with it. I get that, but at the same point, and this was another thing I had with it was they do that, but then the so jump a little bit ahead here, but so the fight with David at the end, the sort of communal area of there goes on fire. Mm-hmm. Ellie kills David. She comes outside. Joel grabs her, hugs her, and then they just walk off into the sunset there's a whole fucking camp of people where the fuck are they have they not noticed that their whole communal area is on fire when they just wander away what do you you want them to do though at that point but you're but what what we're saying is that they couldn't have infected there they don't matter to the story though but then you you are you always want to see every little thing that's going on they don't matter but what i'm saying is they're saying in this podcast because i heard that bit of it that they can't have the infected there because then if they had the infected there, they would have to have them like at the bit of the end. Exactly. Well, in the same regards, then they couldn't, they shouldn't have had all the other people from that settlement there earlier. When you needed all those, you didn't need the infected though, but you needed the people. You but I think you do need more being, infected in it. No, you didn't. You needed to see <laughs> those people being the sheep of that. that Basically, yeah, builds that. his character I, up, doesn't yeah, he? I think, exactly. I, think, I think you need both, but I'm just saying it, it was such a glaring omission to have this, the, the main hub of this whole settlement burned to the ground and not anybody stuck their head out the door and went, what's that? And they've all, just wandered away. They're all, they're all sheep, they're scared to death, they're followers. But do you they're not, not going to go, and go this, this guy's walking away, they're not going to go and deal with that situation because David and uh, James are the two, or, or maybe a couple of guys, they're the people that go and do all the shit and they're all dead now. But do, do you not you know think I mean? even a scene when Ellie and Joel are walking away, just having them all kind of standing there in the background going, fucking hell. Like something. Just, yeah. where the fuck are they? Maybe. Yeah. Interestingly as, as well, in the game, the fire begins accidentally. I think when she opens the door to the restaurant where David uh, is, like uh, something gets knocked over in a, in, a str- in a struggle and starts the fire. Whereas... And this, she grabs like a fucking stick. stick and flings it, and so it's her fault. She starts the fire. Ah, uh, true. Um, I 
I couldn't even have told you that. It's been that long. Like I, I knew the fire started, but I... Yeah, and um, I, I, I just thought that the, the kind of depiction of the boss fight and effect in the show was just really well done. It, it just... It was yeah. true to yeah. what I remember, yeah. like Aye. crawling about the yeah. the furniture and Aye. hiding and, and stuff like that. And her taking him out was brutal. I know, and I know <laughs> in the game, obviously, because it's a game, you stab him a couple of times before yeah. you bring him down. But obviously, in a show, that wouldn't have made sense to her fucking Aye. going about and keep on stabbing him. The, one stab was enough to get the point. Nah, it would have been, been way too gamified, wouldn't it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nah. But that when she fucking was going to town on his face, yeah, yeah. I was like, fucking hell, that's brutal. That was well brutal. <laughs> but like you good. say, like Joel actually comes in and stops her in the game and is like, Ellie, I that's was enough. For that. Yeah, so was that. We were not waiting for that, but yeah. to have, I was waiting for her to. Because I thought that would have been really good. I thought it would have really hit home. Like she's just lost in this moment. Like she's fucking yeah. going to town. The whole then, time she's doing it, I was thinking she's not he's stopping. Gonna, until he's he going to grab her and stop her and go, like, oh, baby girl, don't. You know what I mean? And then she'll be like, come out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas they, come, they make her come out of the, the lodge. I didn't think it had as much impact when he. Got I didn't either, her. but I still, I still think it did because she came out and she's, oh, it was still blood, great. she's covered in blood. And it's a good contrast with the snow and the blood, obviously. Yeah. But then. He comes behind and grabs her, and she's off scared. Obviously, then she realizes it's him. I, I totally think the way they done it in the game was better. With oh, he yeah. does come in and, and grab her. I, thought, mm. I was waiting for that. Mm. I was really surprised that didn't happen. I wonder again if, like, I do think to a certain extent they are trying to retrofit Ellie a wee bit. Like in the Last of Us Part One, so the the game that they made when they sort of remastered Last of Us for PlayStation Five, the one you played, Jess, mm-hmm. the character model of Ellie is older than she is in the original game. That's right, yeah. And so, I don't know, I, I, I feel like at certain times in the show as well, they've almost tried to make her a little bit more independent than she was originally in the first game. And I, I don't know if this was another sort of attempt at that, where, like, she didn't need Joel to stop her. She did it all by herself, and then he came in even after she'd left, rather than... But again, it, I, I don't think it's much of a change, but... But yeah, no, like I mean, look at again, like I think they hit all the, I think they hit all the main points. I just, I don't know. Again, like I'm just a, the only issue I have so far with the show is that the, I think the pacing is a little bit strange. Like just if I look at it, like I go back to like an hour and fifteen minutes of Bill, who was just a very small character, a great character, and I, I love that episode. But he was a small character. Then you had a whole episode with Henry and Sam, a whole episode on the DLC. All of these were longer than arguably the the most defining early moment in the whole first game. And now we've got one episode left to do that to whole... To wrap everything up. The, the one episode left to do that whole trip to the hospital, the whole hospital scene, and then them going back to... Uh, Assuming that's what happens. Well, aye, true. And don't we know, maybe the last episode's an hour and a half. I was just going to check, see if I could find out what if it's got a... But, like, I don't know. Like I mean, th- there's no way they don't hit the giraffe. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You would expect them to do that. You're there's no right. way. There's absolute... I'm telling you right now, there's not a fucking prayer they don't do it. There's no time on it yet. Uh, but I just, like, if I'm looking at it just now, there's a lot to get through in that last episode. Like I said to you yesterday, and I don't think this is the case, but it almost feels to me like 
it was originally going to be 12 episodes and after they had the script for six they were like ah oh, the last six need to be done in three or something I, I don't know it, I think it's a disadvantage of playing the games yeah oh, I, I don't think other because people are noticing this as much no because you get so much time to be and, and it depends how you play the game as well the way we Aye. play games is different yeah. to other folk because we we fucking go about every wee bit don't we yeah. and, oh, and, aye, look totally. for, and look for everything so we probably spend more time in a world than maybe an, an average gamer does because I fucking want to see everything and yeah. I want to look at everything and I want yeah. to experience it because yeah. I know pretty much like, unless, unless it's really really good games I'll probably not go back to them mm. so I want to experience everything the first time so I think the fact that we played these games and we spend so much time in it and everything does get built up so much because we're taking longer to do it yeah. that if you're watching a show and, and mm. something that took you hours in a game has took five minutes in a show Aye. it is going to be jarring for you to maybe yeah. to watch that you know yeah, like I like I say, like I don't know. Just for for me, I like I fe- I just felt like it started off so like it it was almost like we are going to take as much time as we took in the game and then expand on it, and then at certain points it feels like it's accelerated. Like for me, mm-hmm. and I mean the university. Oh my god! Would you think, Jess? But like the pace, do you have an issue with it? I don't, not in the way that Craig does, no. Um, but I, d- I, d- I get what you're saying. Like, I do think I would have liked maybe a bit more time in this. Oh, I'd love to spend more time watching. I'd yeah. love this to be fucking 15 episodes. I yeah. would happily oh, yeah, have this definitely. 15, 20 episodes and they could expand a whole lot more. But sometimes I think it is better to be left wanting more. Because if they give you everything you want, sometimes it's a bit like, uh, we've got everything I want out of this mm-hmm. now. Whereas the Lee you want more, you'll come in, like, you'll be like, I can't fucking wait for the second season because I want more of this shit, well, you know? I, w- I mean, I do want more Joel and that's... That's, that's TBD. I can't even watch The Mandalorian because he's got a mask on, what's point nah, that? No, he only takes it half like two times, doesn't he? Yeah. I think you'd maybe... I, I think it was last night we were watching, I think it was this episode, <laughs> like, you made the comment, like, I don't know, they put a lot of work into, like, the set for that settlement. And like, I mean, I even just make the episode an hour and fifteen instead of fifty minutes. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really shocked that of all the episodes, that one was one of the shortest. Okay. But yeah, no, it was still. Look, it's still a great episode. Um, I, I do again think that mm. we could have seen a bit more of the infected because i do think we'll get a little bit in the last episode like early on because you do still have i'm sure there's the scene where you go through like the tunnels mm-hmm. uh, on the way to the hospital i think they'll have something with that i mean if the next episode doesn't have any infected in it then i mean no it's gonna have to ha- it's gonna have to because they come into the hospital i don't think it will with it it'll be a, a kind of big flurry i think this, yeah. is, this, this one was the second shortest episode. Right. The shortest one was four. Please hold my... Please please hold to my hand. That's right. Minutes. Aye, aye, that's right. That was the one where they were in the... Or the yeah, after he kills the guy and they're in the city. Aye. Trying to get out. It's before... It's the one, before where the, it's the one that ends with Henry and Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye. Ah, that one, that one did actually feel really short. But I mean, again, it was just a sort of, it was almost like a kind of transitional. Back aye, to aye, one place. Aye. Yeah. 
that was that was the only episode that felt like a sort of transition between one sort of set piece to another, wasn't it? Like a travelling episode almost. Aye, yeah. aye. Because we sort of thought episode two was going to be that, but it, it never, because a large part of it was sort of the end of Tess. So yeah, it will be the final episode next week. We will, of course, be watching it and we will share our final thoughts. Will you just go back and watch this again? Yes. Yeah. After it's all done? Yes. Yeah. And then binge it? Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Probably. Like binge it so that you just, after another, watch yeah. one big thing. Oh yeah. Look, I, I think it's been, it's been an excellent show. Like, I mean... I know I maybe sounded a little bit negative, but I mean, what we're doing here is supposed to be reviewing the good and the bad. <laughs> so you have to review the good and the bad. Like, I think it's been brilliant. I think it's been absolutely excellent. Uh, and I'm really intrigued to see what happens with season two. Yeah, same. Same, same. So yeah, that is all for this week's episode. As I mentioned, we will cover The Last of Us next week and keep you up to speed with the latest gaming happenings as always. But until then... Hey, bye. I've got a cat named after me. <laughs> <laughs>